0: This is Friend of the Family, created by C Paris and is a strange and unusual production. Please visit our website at StrangeandUnusual.com. That's S T R A N G E N U N U S U A L dot com. Thank you.
1: Welcome back, dear listeners, to another episode of Friend of the Family. Tonight's episode will be very different as we begin not with Alice, the hunter, or her vampire assistant Asmodeus, but with Wilhelmina Belford, the youngest member of the family. She is at play, running with that youthful energy of a child. She darts around in the grass waving a small stick over her head, likely as a fairy wand, or perhaps... From hell's heart I stab you! Here! Or a sword. Certainly also a possibility.
0: Don't worry, Mr. Asmodeus. I will save you. What's that?
1: (laughs) Mina goes to a simple homemade doll with stringy hair and a pale face and a fanged smile. She lifts it up to her and gazes adoringly.
0: No kissing until after I slay the dragon, silly. (laughs) Yeah!
1: The extremely misguided child goes about her fairy tale. The afternoon slips away idly as she goes about her imaginary feats of daring-do. It is now just before sunset, clearly time for good little girls and boys to be getting home. Mina, alone, as usual, takes her doll and her swordstick in hand as she walks back towards the family home. The Belford Mansion isn't far. She can see it just past the nearby trees. But wait, there's something peculiar. A tree sits at the top of a small hill. It's no more than ten feet. Young Wilhelmina, of course, has played here many times. The adventure and excitement of this hill has long since left her. But today... Oh, today, dear listeners, she approaches the hill with a renewed sense of wonder. The old hill with the old tree on top. And today, young Mina finds something unusual.
0: That's a weird thing to be under a tree. What do you think it is, Mr. Asmodeus? (coughs) I think you're very pretty, but I'm not smart, so you had better tell me what it is. You're right, Mr. Asmodeus. I think we should take it to Alice and Grammy. Maybe Mom.
1: Knowing better than to use her bare hands... Mina uses the hem of her skirt to pick up the arcane object resting innocently against a tree, and she takes it back to the house, all but skipping.
0: Grammy!
2: I found something in the field! Just a minute, Wilhelmina. It's really neat looking. Yes, I'm sure it is, darling. Please give me a moment. I'll be out in 15.
3: Best make it 20.
2: I'll be out shortly, darling. Do run along. I'll be out as soon as I'm able. Okay, I'll see if Mom is here then. Do darling. Thank you.
1: Having realized her great-grandmother is a bust, Wilhelmina finds herself seeking her mother, as it was the next closest suite of rooms for her to enter.
4: Mama, are you busy? Nope, sweetie, just washing the dishes. Oh, good, because I was going to show you... And after the dishes, I have some laundry to do, and Alice's bedroom is a mess. Oh, and I can't remember the last time I vacuumed. You know, I sure could use a hand, Mina. How about we make a day of it? Would you like to help Mommy out? Not really. Now, Mina, many hands make light work. You remember when Alice first became the hunter, and we went... All over the house, repairing and cleaning. The gutters, the windows, that creak in the back porch stairs. Wasn't that fun? Not really. You know, all Belfords have very important jobs. We all contribute in our own way. Alice is the hunter. Uncle Lawrence manages the finances. Your cousin Keith dances at that place by the airport and donates some of his tips to the family funds. But my point is that all of us support the business, not just the people with the flashy jobs. You know, Mina, it wouldn't hurt to start thinking about your future. Okay. Now, Alice is already the hunter, but maybe you could do the finances like Uncle Lawrence when you grow up. Or maybe you could be like Mommy and just make sure everything keeps running smoothly all the time under every crisis. Oh, no. Actions do have consequences. Well, what do you say? I, uh, I think I hear Alice calling me. Coming, Alice! Bye!
1: Nonplussed, the young Belford goes about looking for her sister, Alice Belford, who is training, of course. As the better half of the great defense against the darkness, Alice must strive to be in peak physical condition. Her skills must be razor-sharp to ensure her victory in dire circumstances. Are you ready to dance, dance, speculate? Huh! Hey! Yeah!
5: Oh, high score, high score, high score!
1: One of Alice's favorite and latest pieces of equipment, fortunately donated by a grateful arcade owner, roared and beat with electronic encouragement.
0: Alice, Alice, Alice! Look what I found in the field today!
5: Oh, Mina, can you show me your dead frog or petrified cat poop after I'm done here? But
1: it's not poop. It's even cooler. Don't slack off. You're almost there.
5: I believe you, Mina. It just... Darn it! Almost
1: had it. You bring shame to your family.
5: One more game. I promise, Mina. One more game. And I'm all yours. I promise. Okay,
0: Alice. I'll wait until you're done.
1: Feeling dejected, little Mina moves on to her bedroom. She sits her dolly down next to her other stuffed animals.
0: Well... I guess it's just you and me, little weird monkey hand.
1: Oh, no. Little Wilhelmina holds up the item she wanted to share. And it is indeed a shriveled monkey's paw. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Dear listeners, the poor child is in grave danger and there is no one there to help her.
0: I wish it didn't just have to be you and me and Mr. Asmodeus. Why don't we have some of your friends over?
1: Uh oh. You
0: know what? I wish my other friends were here again.
1: Meanwhile, Alice has finished her training and washed up.
5: I should go check on Mina. She knows I train every day, but that's no excuse. I also know she doesn't have a lot of friends. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded oddly familiar. Right, oh, my dear. Capital idea.
0: I love sweets. And no stupid fairies.
5: That definitely sounds familiar.
1: Mina! Alice storms from the bedchamber into the hall. There she finds her great-grandmother Marjorie, entering the hall wearing a loose silk bathrobe, a rather grim-looking pepper-box pistol in her hand.
2: That came from the rear of the house. Alice, get there immediately! But I heard Mina! I will see to her. Get to the cause of that explosion, now! Right.
1: The Belfords separate in two directions. Alice blows past various family members until she arrives to the rear veranda overlooking the courtyard. There, she finds an amazing sight.
5: Holy crap.
1: Meanwhile, Marjorie has come upon an impossible sight of her own. She blinks once, twice, but still the figures before her remain. She is momentarily speechless, confronted with the apparitions before her.
3: Well, well, hello, madam. We appear to have lost young Miss Mina. She and I were late to tea, and the Baroness cannot stand impropriety. Certainly not.
1: Before the matriarch of the Belford family stands a very proper old gentleman, seemingly in place with the stately surroundings. If not for the whiskers, long floppy ears, and mustache— On his arm is a dowdy but matronly woman with small rounded ears, a bear snout, and button eyes. Both pause a moment as Marjorie considers her response before she levels her pistol on the pair.
2: I haven't time for any such nonsense. Get into the room there immediately, or I am afraid I will be ending the both of you. Thoroughly, I will not have mystical constructs roaming my home. Now see here my good woman. Should I have a request for you? Believe me, I would share it. That was an order.
3: Now see here woman.
2: Oh my! Dreadful. I've been shot. Forgive me. My warning shots tend to wound quite severely. I surrender. Fuck this. I want to live. I don't want to die again. Get back here. Don't you run from me, bear. And you, rabbit, get in that room immediately. Righto.
1: With the utmost grace, Marjorie uses a skeleton key to lock Lord Bunnyton in Mina's bedroom.
2: I've no time for this. Bear woman, where are you? Should I be forced to hunt you, be aware. I will have you mounted and placed in the library. Oh! Oh! I do not care for missing. You will cause me to retrieve my elephant gun.
1: Meanwhile, the hunter confronts her challenge. A pile of ice cream towers over the hunter. Chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla ice cream in huge van sized scoops melt quickly in the setting sun. It's oddly beautiful, actually.
5: There's. It's.
3: Did we order ice cream?
5: Ah! Why am I still surprised when you do that? Uh So helpful! I try. Where did this all come from?
3: How should I know? I don't eat ice cream. I'm not a child.
5: Where's Mina?
1: I haven't the Not wasting any time with the vampire, Alice takes off back into the house. Unbeknownst to the hunter, Little Wilhelmina has found herself a fine place to hide with her new treasure.
0: I wonder if they'll be mad. They shouldn't be. I came and I tried to tell them what I found but they didn't listen. This is their fault, really. Let's see what else I should wish for. I have friends, ice cream. What else do I
1: need? Alice runs all over the house searching. She kicks in door after door. She tears through the kitchen, sending cutlery into the air. She flies past the TV room. She roars through the dining room.
3: And she poops through the sitting room. Will you just tell me where she is? What? That's enough exposition. If you cost me the 19-year-old yoga enthusiast Mina will someday become, I will
1: make it my duty to crush your stupid narrative! You're disgusting.
3: I will also only speak in rhyme for 50 years.
1: Oh, you'd get bored. You couldn't keep it up for that long.
3: Do you doubt my hate? My conviction? There will be no escape! nor benediction you see my revenge will never strain it will continue and bore into your brain i can go all day and night to ruin your story and if i lose steam i will what what will you do rhyme nonsense words like forey, bory corey
1: you'll never keep it up
3: i'll end every sentence with the word moist
1: you stop that
3: what stop what Saying moist? You don't like it when I say moist? Does the word moist bother you? Moist.
1: Okay, she's sitting in her grandmother's office on top of a bookshelf. Now stop that. Moist, moist, moist. Are you done? What? Are you done? Yes. Where is she? What did he say? Marjorie's office. Thanks, moist guy! Alice would never know how much that meant to the narrator of her story. <laughs> ha!
5: What did he say?
3: He watched you poop.
5: You're both creeps, come on, we have to find Mina.
1: I hate you so much. In Marjorie's office, Mina sits idly on the bookshelf with her monkey paw. The finger curls up as another wish has been made and a palpable shift in the world follows. Some unknown repercussion of a child's whim is about to make its debut in our world.
0: Now I don't have to worry about Mr. Asmodeus getting- Mina! There you are! Are you okay? Hi, Alice! I'm fine.
3: Well, Mina, I feel dizzy.
0: What's with you?
1: I don't know.
5: Whatever, don't care. Mina, what is that? I found a monkey hand.
1: Little Wilhelmina waves the paw around, not fully comprehending the power she holds.
3: You know, she has a point. It is more of a hand than a paw.
1: What? You no, know, it's a monkey's paw. It's iconic.
3: It's a monkey's hand.
1: Monkeys are animals. Animals have paws.
3: Humans are animals. Animals have paws. Humans have paws?
1: That's different.
3: The pfft, They are. That's a monkey's hand or Alice has paws.
5: Hey, leave me out of your weird meta-conversations.
0: Hey, Mina, can you give me that paw? But it's mine. And I looked it up. See? Grammy had a book on this stuff. It says that... The fabled monkey's paw will seek out a wishful person and grant their wishes with the usual ironic results. It serves as a lesson in not wishing for things. The paw can only be given to someone who will definitely use it. If you don't have a wish, it won't let you. says so right here. I'll wish for something.
1: Little Mina flips the paw in the air. It soars across to Alice, who reaches out to pluck it from the sky. But there's a blur in front of her. She looks up and sees Asmodeus, holding the paw with a single digit still unfurled.
5: Asmodeus?
3: Do you recall what happened the last time I had a chance at freedom?
5: Yes, it wasn't that long
3: ago. It feels as though it was just a moment ago for me. When one is trapped or imprisoned, they will find time will blur, run together, save for those few moments when they forget that they are trapped, when they can see an escape.
5: Asmodeus, what are you going to wish for?
3: What would you wish for were you me? I wish I was... (laughs) No, that's not right. I wish I were...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yay, it worked! What worked? What's happening? I wish Mr. Asmodeus couldn't wish to leave the family.
3: You didn't.
0: Uh
5: Uh-huh, I did. Mina, you are officially the smartest person in the family.
2: I know. Excellent work, Mina.
1: Marjorie arrives, leaning her beloved elephant gun against the door jamb. Marjorie,
3: I am having a very bad day.
2: I'm afraid I cannot commiserate with you, Asmodeus.
3: A very, very bad day.
2: Allow me to comfort you.
3: Really? Tomorrow. I can't say I'm surprised. Disappointed, yes.
0: Yay! So what are you going to wish for, Mr. Asmodeus?
3: I really can't think of anything.
0: Why don't you wish for some ice cream, too?
3: I don't much care for ice cream, Wilhelmina. Stupid monkey hand. Where is the irony in granting that wish?
0: What's
2: wrong, Fangboy? I thought you liked monkeys?
3: This monkey has wronged me. Forgive me if I don't get the warm and fuzzies about it.
2: Asmodeus, didn't you have a pet monkey for a time?
3: No but I wish I had met this little guy before someone had chopped its hand off. Monkeys are usually endlessly amusing.
1: A wave of energy pours out of the paw as the final digit curls in. Everyone recoils, unsure of what will happen. There is a flash of light and the sound of magic straining against the better judgment of the universe. Everyone blinks and the family stands exactly as they had before. None of them aware of the past few hours. There is but one small difference in the room, and perhaps one large difference.
2: What were you saying, Wilhelmina? That I saw a monkey statue on the hill
0: behind the house. On that old hill. On the top.
1: Ow. It's
0: got a little hat. Ow. a little jacket.
3: Ow.
2: Oh, yes, don't you remember, Osmodius? That's where little Chi-Chi is buried. Your pet monkey. I've never had a pet...
3: Monkey, wait, yes, Chi-Chi, ow, my blasted head is killing me.
1: The vampire feels as though his head is splitting open as a new history springs forth in his mind. A wicked shaman named Sheb Wilhelm Wooly, looking to increase his power, raises a huge blade over the scared body of a monkey struggling to break free of its chains. He takes the hand of the creature and callously snips off its thumb. The monkey screeches and pulls at its restraints. The shaman babbles some sort of vile tongue as the knife comes careening down. It is at the last moment that a hand stays his slice.
3: Now, 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 a monkey is a terrible thing to waste. Evil wizards, however, a dime a dozen.
1: As Modius recalls, in sudden, brilliant clarity, himself removing the bonds from the monkey.
3: I've always wanted a monkey, funny little things. Like people, only smarter.
1: <laughs> For the subsequent few months, Asmodeus and Chi-Chi, as he named him, were nigh inseparable. As soon as Asmodeus returned from a hunt, he was immediately with his monkey, who would fling Pooh or gorge himself to the point of throwing up. All to Asmodeus' amusement. The vampire, of course, was incapable of caring for anything other than himself. But being little more than a child himself, he always found the monkey's disgusting behavior fascinating.
3: <laughs> ah, you tell him, chi <laughs> Oh, that's fun.
1: When the monkey eventually began to age, and he could no longer run and scamper long enough for Asmodeus, it received a silly outfit.
3: Monkeys dressed like people. It's always funny. That's in the Bible.
1: Eventually, time and a surprisingly good life for a monkey came to a close when the creature died. In its sleep, resting comfortably in the branches of an old tree. On the very top of an old hill.
2: That's where Chi-Chi was buried, wasn't it? It was.
3: If you'll excuse me.
2: Is Mr. Asmodeus okay? I'm sure he's fine, darling.
5: He's a vampire. He's always fine.
0: He looked sad.
2: (gasps) Could it be,
1: listeners? Could we finally?
3: Blasted time manipulation. I feel sick to my stomach and as though my brain is going to squeeze itself out of my eye sockets.
1: Of course not. Well, no matter, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for- Will you
3: shut up? I really can do without the noise today.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Join us next time, dear listeners, here on Friend of the Family. (sighs) You deserve worse.
3: I miss my monkey.
4: Thank you for listening to Friend of the Family. And be sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on iTunes. And be sure to visit our website, which is strangeandunusual.com. That's S-T-R-A-N-G-E, the letter N, unusual.com. And after you're done with that, there's so much more we can do. Like, I need help. Oh, I don't know. Cleaning out the kitchen and checking the the dishwasher and you know there's just so much more we could do. Whittling steaks for Alice and oh um peeling carrots it's almost the same motion and wouldn't that be so fun and you could help me it's like training. Yes? Right?
0: This is Friend of the Family created by C. Paris and is a Strange and Unusual production. Please visit our website at strangeandunusual.com That's
1: S-T-R-A-N-G-E-N-U-N-U-S-U-A-L dot com. Thank you.